Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. So hi everyone, I'm Sean Callahan, And hello everybody, I'm Mark Shank. Welcome to 2020. Hope everybody had a fabulous festive season. We've been back at work for a few days and well, one of the things that's been keeping us busy in the office is organising travel. So Sean, what's happening? Yeah, look, we're Mike and I, Mike Adams and I are heading over to Europe uh, in February. So in mid-February we'll be in Munich to start with running both Storytelling for Leaders and Story-Powered Sales programs. And then the following week, we'll be in London. And during that week, we're actually going to launch our London office. That is going to be a very big event. Yes, well, actually, I think it'll be a small event, an <laughs> important event, right? Yes. Small event, so some drinks. Let me know if you're in, going to be in London in that week, middle of February. Send me a note and we'll invite you along to our drinks that we're going to have somewhere in London in an unspecified spot, I'll tell you what. But that's what we're doing at the beginning of the year. And, and even if you're not able to come along to the drinks if you're in London or, or Munich, uh, let, let us know so that uh, we can catch up, maybe talk about things story in Europe. Yeah, sounds great. Now, the story we have for you today, right, is from one of our customers uh, from a company called Electronic Arts. And you'll know those guys as the, the video games uh, developers. Um, they're based in Silicon Valley. And uh, our storyteller today is Andy Billings, who um, is going to share a, a, a story, and we'll have a chat about that and, and just exactly what, how you can use it and what we can learn from it. Yeah, so Electronic Arts, very cool company. You know, lots of uh, some of the biggest video games on the planet. Yes, they are. And, you know, they do the... the, the the games around, like Sim Cities, was a big one, mm-hmm. right? For them, and still well, the Sims, the Sims, very yeah. yeah, big part of it. And then, of course, uh, things like FIFA and those types of uh, games. So, it's uh, it's a massive operation, actually. And I'll be heading out to Electronic Arts again in April to do some more work with their leadership team. So, looking forward to that. So let's hear let's hear Andy's story, and then we'll come back. I'm a huge fan of telling stories in business and leadership situations since they're so memorable and so much more powerful than, you know, what I might say on my boring PowerPoint slides. We're a computer and video game developer. We're a hybrid between a creative company, not unlike a movie uh, business, and a software high technology engineering business. And my role is to work on the intersection between creativity and profitability. So I work with the organization to be both creative and profitable simultaneously. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, I I believe you have a story for us. I'll cue you, away you go, tell us a story and then we'll have a bit of a chat about it at the end. In my early days working with electronic cuts, I was still a consultant and uh, one of my executive clients was Monty Finifrock, who was a Senior Vice President, very experienced, distinguished-looking, gray-haired guy, which is kind of a contrast for a kind of a blue jeans t-shirt kind of environment. And, you know, as things progressed, I was kind of started to, uh, in my visits, move out of the lobby and into the the working environment of electronic arts. And so one time I went to visit Monty. Um, I went to uh, see his admin and there next to uh, the admin's cube was Monty's cube. His name was still on it, but there was no Monty there. And in fact, the compute cube was completely bare. I thought, whoa, what has happened to Monty? I mean, is he gone or whatever? No, the admin led me to where Monty was, down another floor and way out in the 
Netherlands of the studios, which you know would include old pizza boxes, beer bottles, and uh, broken up computer parts. And there was Monty sitting in a humble engineering cube. So Monty, what's you know what's going on? And Monty explained. I have all of my materials in these two cardboard boxes. And he pointed to two brown, beat-up cardboard boxes on the floor of his cube. Had a picture of his family and his laptop sit in the cube. And he said, "This is this is what I have, um, kind of in my. These are my possessions. And every month or so, I move to a different location, and scares the shit out of the people when I move in next to them, and they realize who in the world I am. But within." about a month or so I know exactly how that part of the studio is functioning how the game is doing how the people feel and I have a really good anticipation of the future and so you know what I what I take away from that is that was very distinct leadership style with a lot of humility and just a huge amount of practicality in it. Oh, well, that is such a cool story. It's lovely, isn't it? It's a very yeah. simple, simple story, uh, makes it really, you know, clear. Very well told. Yep. Good point. I love it. I yep. love it. And yep. I can see how Andy's getting good mileage of that. Um, you know, he's obviously shared that a few times and, you know, and, and he's comfortable in telling it. Um, what are the things jump out for you, Mark, in terms of the specifics in that story that make it a good story? Well, well the fact that it was so clear simple and concise i know that's three things <laughs> but let's just start with with uh with the point first of all one point very clearly made yes it's it's the hallmark of a really good story yeah yeah you don't you don't want one of those stories that uh, just keep adding on and adding on and adding on you don't quite know why you're listening to the story so i think that's that's fantastic i like the fact that he gives us a little bit of a description of Mont Monty, right? Right at the beginning, you know, the sort of the older guy with the grey hair, the suit. Clearly different to everyone else who works in that type of uh, organisation. You know, the jeans, T-shirt wearing, uh, uh, younger folk, if you like, that are, are building games for electronic arts. So I think, to me, that's a very Gladwell kind of approach. You know, we do the little character thumbnail at the beginning of the story. I love that. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I love the, the visual elements that he had. Um, the two beat-up boxes. Yeah, with all, with all his gear in it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and, and don't underestimate the, the importance of those sort of little details because they help you picture what's going on. So uh, for me, that's one of the key elements of that. that. That tiny little detail makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. So I think the... Um, you know, the lovely thing about this, it gets to the point, we know exactly what the story is, is telling us. Um, do you have any suggestions for Andy? Let's, let's put on our coaching hat now, Mark, and we're going to provide some suggestions. What would make that story even better? Well, I've, I'll, I guess I'll answer that firstly by going, what were the questions that I had in my mind? Right. Because often those those sort of questions are good feedback in terms of how to make it better. Well, the first question I had was, when was this? Ah, right. Yeah. Because I was thinking, you know, how do you find Monty? Is this pre-mobile phone? Is it post-mobile phone? Uh, how do you get in touch with him? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. And uh, so yeah, a stronger time marker. Clearer time marker. Yep. 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 
Yeah, so the other, the other thing that I think would be really useful uh, is to understand what Monty's role was. I'm not too sure if it was really clear. I, I understood that he was a senior person in the organisation, and I just love that little, little uh, moment where, you know, he's sort of saying that he would rock into a new area and, you know, people would be, you know, scared witless, if you like. What, what was the phrase? I think he scared the shit out of him. <laughs> scared the shit out of him, yeah. Uh, which I think is a very Australian kind of phrasing. Um, I thought that was that was just perfect. You know, you can just imagine a senior guy rocking in and they, they haven't really know who this guy is except for his role. And, uh, yeah, going, what in the hell's going on here? Yeah, and, like, what's your plan? Oh, I'm going to work here for a month or so. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, so anyway, there's a couple of couple of tips, I think, which, uh, you know, would help. Anything else? No, but certainly the timing was fantastic. So it's one of the things I liked about it. Yeah. And, uh, high impact, I guess, for that story, high return on time. Yeah, good. Now, uh, in terms of the business point, we sort of touched on it, but, I mean, what is... What's the main business points that we want to make in that particular story? Well, if I was thinking about how I might use that story in a business context, for for people who have the tendency to spend their time behind the command console, you know, managers who run their part of the business from behind the desk, sitting behind the desk, behind the command console, thinking that they can run their organization by pulling an imaginary set of levers and, but Monty's actually out there on at the coal face learning what's going on. So yeah. uh, for me, if you wanted, if I wanted uh, to change behavior, uh, Monty would be an example where, of a behavior where, where I wanted people to spend more time out on the shop floor. Yeah. The old management by wandering around yeah. or walking around. You know, I can imagine if you're a senior leader in an organization, you had your direct reports around the table for a bit of a, conf- uh, you know, a bit of a, a chat. You could sort of say, guys, I want you to be out in the business. No, you've got to be there. I heard this great example from Electronic Arts and then tell the Monty story and it would generate a really interesting conversation, wouldn't it? Yep. Because right. so, they they'd be trying to work out how does that work in our business? Yep. How do we make that work? And this is a, a, just a nuance of that. Yeah. If I wanted to make the point of, folks, it's re- really good to find out what's really going on in your business. Now, I want to give you an example of a guy from, called Monty from Electronic Arts. Yeah. And you tell that story. And maybe you go by... Now, I don't want you to go as far as Monty did, but take Monty's lead and spend more time out there on the shop floor talking to people, finding out what's really going on. Yeah. So that would be another so business. I, I came across something which uh, I thought was kind of useful to notice. This, this happened this morning. I'm at the breakfast table. Uh, my sister's visiting from uh, Sydney. Stacy. Stacy. And yesterday, she sends me a text message. She says, Sean, I need a story about trust. And I went, oh, God. Um, uh, you know, one popped into my mind, and it was the Hewlett-Packard one I told you today. Oh, yeah. So with Bill Hewitt, he comes into work on the weekend. He was one of the founders, obviously, of Hewlett-Packard. And um, comes in on the work on the weekend. He wants to use some equipment that's in a, in a cupboard, and the cupboard is padlocked. So he gets some bolt cutters. You know, rips off the padlock and puts a note on the cabinet and says, this cabinet shall never be locked up again. We trust our employees, right? So I told my sister that story. And and then this morning I said, oh, how'd the story go? She said, oh, it's great. It was great. I didn't tell it. <laughs> but I, it reminded me of something that happened in our school because she works in the school system, 
right? And so this is the other uh, benefit of these stories. You may not tell this story, but it reminds you, might remind you of something that happened in your organisation because you know what? That's going to be even more relevant. All right, so did Stacey tell you the story that she told? She gave me the little synopsis. She didn't tell me the full ah, story, rats. you know. But, but it just got me thinking that uh, these repertoires, this repertoire that we're helping you build, um, your story bank is also a, a memory trigger for you. So when you hear these stories, don't just say, listen to the story and go, oh, okay, that's a good story. I'm going to write that down. Think to yourself, oh, have I seen anything like that happen in my organisation, Right. And you would have probably had a leader who's been out there and been at the coalface. Well, get that story down. Right? Yep. If you can tell it like Andy did, oh, my God, you've, you've got absolute gold on your hand, right? Yep. So that's just a little thing that just popped to mind this morning as I was chatting to my sister. All right, so that reminds me, not surprisingly, yeah. that there's something I need to put into my story bank. A few years ago, my brother was a senior, you know, senior executive in uh, in our in our customs department, yep. and he had been transferred from Melbourne to Canberra to talk after a new department. I was living in Canberra, and so he's arrived, and I've said, "Awesome, let's go for beers and dinner," and he said, oh, "I can't." And I'm going, "Yeah, you can, you can." He goes, "No, I can't." I said, "Dude, it's your first day," and he said, "No." My team work in shifts, and the second shift starts at 7 o'clock. And my policy is that within the first 24 hours, I meet everyone in my team, and I remember one or two things about them, their name, maybe their, the, the team that they support, their kids' names, whether, something. That's my job. I go and speak to everyone, and I learn two things. Wow. And yeah, so he wouldn't come out for a beer with me. But that's a good example of a rem- I was the story about... Um, being getting to know there. your people, yeah. uh, being approachable was triggered by... And it. also what your priorities are. <laughs> like getting drunk yeah. with your brother or, um, I, you know, no, sort well, of... It might not have led to that. You never know. <laughs> okay. Well, I think this is a time where we get down to a bit of a rating for for our story. Oh. Unless you have something else. I know you, I would say that you always <laughs> oh, have always something have, else. Always have one but more. One wait, more thing. But wait, there's more. What have you got, mate? The... The fact that Monty would have been out there collecting a whole bunch of uh, stories about oh. what's happening in the business yeah. that would have helped him understand what needs to be done, but also to influence others in the organization, particularly at the senior executive level, who would have only had opinions about yes. what's happening in the business. And of course, a story is going to beat an opinion pretty much every day of the week. It's a bit hard to collect stories when you're sitting behind your desk. They don't tend to arrive at your desk you need to go out into the wild yeah. and find them. Go out and collect them. Yeah, good. That's a really good point. Okay, I'm glad you snuck that in. Um, but with that, let's go to the rating of this story. Um, I brought this one to the table, so Mark, you get to kick off. What do you think? I'm giving it an eight. An eight. I loved it. Yeah. I can easily see myself using it short powerful clear point yeah cool story um big name as well associated big with name that. so yeah yep, thanks helps. andy i'm going to put that one straight into the story bank yeah now i'm going to put it eight as well i think it's a good story it's one i've already told a few times so it's got uh mileage so perfect good. well guys i think this will wrap things up thanks very much for you know listening in to anecdotally speaking and uh, yeah we look forward to yeah, sharing some more stories with you in the in the future and so that you can go and, and put stories to work. Until then, bye for now. Mm-hmm.